everybody. Welcome back. My name is Marissa Hagler. My pronouns are she, her, and welcome to the Hurdling Through Hard Times podcast. Our topic today is all about the mental and physical aspects of our lives being affected by moving into college, as well as how to set boundaries with yourself through your college years. So welcome to today's episode. It's going to be like a hurling through college life part two. So if you haven't already listened to part one, make sure you go back in the account. It's like a few episodes ago. Go listen to that. It's a super helpful, like, I don't know, tips and tricks of moving into college, even for people that have been a part of college already. Like, it's like kind of a little wake up call for us. I'm really excited for today's episode. But basically, let's do a little bit of a life update. So first off, I'm back in my like original studio. I'm super happy to be back here to be able to do things. I'm a little bit nervous because I don't know what the plan is for this space yet at my school. Um, I, if you guys haven't listened to previous episodes, basically this summer the studio was shut down. It, I, from what I had known before, it wasn't supposed to be like closed down, but they ended up like redoing the floor and they closed it and then they never updated it again and said like when the studio is available again. So I'm finally back in here. I'm glad to be back in here. I've missed it so much. Like I can't even express how happy I am to be back in here. Like this is my home. This is like a home of mine because I feel so safe in this space. So thank you for being here with me today. And let's just jump right into things. What color is your heart today? And today my heart is definitely like a light pink. I'm super duper happy. I'm super duper excited. Um, I'm finally back in town. Oh, I forgot to do this life update. I just did a podcast update. Um, But basically, I've been traveling a lot, if you guys are following along the journey. But basically, I was in Chicago for the month of July. Then I got back. The day after I got back, I left for a two and a half week road trip with my partner, Dee. And we went to Texas to visit their family. That was really fun. Then we went to Phoenix, Arizona. We went to St. George, Utah. And we went to Denver, Colorado. And within that, we got to do a bunch of hiking. We did a sunrise hike in Phoenix. Then we went to the Grand Canyon for a day. We went to Zion National Park. And as much fun as that was, I am exhausted. So I'm really happy to be back home, back in my element, filming an episode, all of the things, all of the good things. So light pink definitely represents my heart and my emotions for today. So yeah, let's get straight into things. So this whole episode is not only a reality check for myself, but also for you guys as my my audience, my my friends, like my people. So whether you're in college or not, whether you're coming to college, whether you left, like you can learn a lot about yourself in college. And so I'm here to share what my experience was after my freshman year. So welcome to Hurdling Through College Part 2. So we're going to kind of dive straight into things. This first part is about exercise, whether you are an athlete or not. So first, let's look into being an athlete. So if you're not an athlete, that's okay. This part still is relevant to you, and we'll get to you in a minute. So basically, as an athlete, you have to take care of your body. Don't do more than what you're scheduled for unless you talk to your coach and make a plan with them. You want what's best for you. Your coaches want what's best for you, and you can't overwork your body especially if it is your freshman year. This might not be for everybody, but like whatever year you are, you're going to get better as you go. Even if it's your senior year, like you still have that entire year to get better and do better. And you're not going to be better if you have an injury because like it's going to set you back. 
and you're going to get that injury because you were pushing yourself too hard and you weren't listening to your body. So my biggest advice to everyone, but especially athletes, is listening to your body. Make sure that you are stretching before practice, you're stretching after practice, you're using ice, you're using heat, you communicate with your athletic trainers. Like, make sure you communicate with them. Even if it is something small, it could result and be something big. So start now and like communicate with them, become friends with them, talk to them, all of the things, do it. And then when it comes to like, I don't know, when it comes to overworking yourself, it can be really difficult. It can be hard because you're like, I want to succeed. I have to do more. But like your coaches are professionals at this. Your coaches know what you need. And especially when you communicate with them and you talk to them. So like my freshman year, I didn't do this, which is why I'm telling you guys to do this because I didn't. And I, I really regret it. Like it, it was so bad on my part, but basically I was doing my workouts for coach and I was lifting for him and I was doing all of the things, but then I was doing extra workouts outside of that. Cause I was like, I want to build up my endurance. So I was doing longer runs when I shouldn't have been. And I was doing them like on harder floors and I wasn't eating right. I stopped eating correctly. I started to develop a slight eating disorder. It was not great. It was not great. And the reason that I share this with you is because I want you to see what happens when you don't listen to your body and you don't take care of your body. Because like my roommate would talk to me and she would be like, Marissa, you didn't have lunch or dinner today. Like you need to go eat something. And I was like, no, I'm fine. And I would lay in my bed and I would feel my stomach and my stomach would like growl at me. And it would be like, I'm hungry. I need to eat. And I would just like tell myself like, no, you don't. You're fine. Like you need to be skinnier. You need to be more built. You need to do this. You need to do that. And then I would get in the mindset of like, if I go work out, then I can have a like small snack or something like because I wasn't eating that then starts to like degrade your bones. And then that makes your bones weaker because you're not eating correctly. And that's when I got injured (laughs) and mine was more of a gradual injury and I didn't recognize it ahead of time. And then when I did recognize it, I didn't really know what to change because I didn't know that what I was doing was so wrong. And it just, like, sucked. Like, it's so hard being an athlete. It's so mentally and physically draining. And as much as it is rewarding, like, it's really hard. It's really hard, especially when you are still working on finding that, like, the support system that you have when you first are getting to college or even when you're in school and you're having a hard time. Like, it's just so hard. It's so difficult, and I just can't even express how much I hope that you all take my advice when I say to, like, take care of your body, take longer to do these workouts, take longer to, like, eat and do the things that you need to do. So moving on from that, when it comes to not being an athlete, schedule, like, okay, hmm, this is kind of, like, whatever works for you. This is just, like, advice that I've kind of learned from my friends and people that I know that aren't athletes. Schedule at least three days a week where you go to the gym. Whether you're walking on the treadmill, you're weightlifting, you're even just spending the time to stretch. You're doing abs, you're maybe running, you're playing a sport with a friend. I know a lot of people who aren't athletes anymore in college, but they'll still come and they'll like ball up at the gym. Like, (laughs) I don't know, they'll play basketball, they'll go play soccer, they'll race on the track, like, or even play tennis or whatever. Like, there are so many different things that you could do and there's so many, so many options that like I really recommend it and I had to adjust after I was injured and I kind of had to find my piece from 11 to 1 every Monday, Wednesday, Friday where I would go into the biking room, I would bike and I would read for about 45 minutes and then I would lift and I just felt stronger 
Like it helps. I'm telling you guys, exercise helps. And a lot of people are like, like exercise really does help. And I'm not just saying that because I love the gym, but it helps people physically and mentally. Like this is not just about taking care of your body physically. It's such a great way to let your inner child out. And I say this all the time. I love when people let their inner child out. Like letting your inner child out at the gym is so fun. Whether that's like doing yoga or you are playing sports with your friends or you're like having fun with weightlifting. Like these are things that let your inner child out to play. And you have to do that in order to feel better throughout your days. Like figure out what works for you at the gym and do it. Even if you don't actually go to the gym, even if you, you know, would rather do like yoga on the quad or you would rather go for walks with friends, like just making sure that you're exercising at least three days a week, you're going to feel 10 times better than you do. It just helps like to go to the gym or like to do something in general that like exercises your body, gets your inner child flowing. Like I just recommend that you do it. I just recommend that you try it. You don't have to, but personally, I think that you should. (laughs) So the next topic that we're going to kind of jump into is what comes with weight gain or weight loss, which it's a little bit of like a deeper topic, I guess you could say, but we're going to kind of like dive right into it and see just a couple of quick things that we can figure out. So I personally have a car on campus, but I do walk everywhere. Like my campus is really small, so I can walk everywhere. That's not the case with every school and every campus, but it's like really easy to just like walk on campus. Like it's just like a simple little way for you to like get your body moving. So that's like a really easy thing. I also have a bit of an advantage because I am like an athlete. So I do run track and Like, I do a lot. (laughs) And last year, I didn't really get to do as much as I wanted to. Like, I did a little bit too much, so then I had to stop doing everything. But, like, it's really easy to just, like, I don't know, get out there and try something. Like, we were talking about before with the exercise. But, like, even for my friends that I live with, like, your weight is going to change a lot for everyone. Like, it's going to change in college. And I was terrified about gaining weight from the dining halls. But, Like, I was assured when I first got here, unless you're eating, like, pizza every single day or, like, really fat-filling, calorie-driven foods every single day, you won't have to worry about freshman 15. Like, you'll be fine. However, I did recently learn that alcohol takes up a lot of calories. And, like, I took a class on it. So, basically, I learned that more than one drink a day is too much. So, if you're excessively drinking or you drink a lot on weekends... Like, just know that you're probably going to gain weight from that as well. Like, although you're a freshman and technically you shouldn't drink, I know that, like, that's not the case for everyone. So, like, just make sure that, like, whether you are, like, underage or you're not, like, be safe about what your decisions are. Alcohol takes up a lot of calories. I think it's, like, oh, I don't want to say the wrong information, so I'm not going to guess a number, but I know that it's, like, a lot of calories per like a certain amount of drink and whatever and for people that like drink excessively on weekends and then you wake up with a hangover or like even after just like a couple of like whatever type of I don't really drink so I don't really know a lot of like terms I guess but like it's just it's really hard because it's like some people really want to drink but if you excessively drink you're gonna gain weight and like alcohol is a lot of those like empty calories I guess like you're not really, how do I even like put that? 
basically like the calorie that you're intaking, like you're not going to get rid of that, especially on weekends when you're drinking. So it's like, if you're having just like, I don't know, for people that are overage, like if you're having a little glass of wine with dinner, like you're fine. But if you're having like 10 glasses of wine with dinner, that's when you have to draw the line or when you're like literally getting hammered at a party. Like just be careful, I guess is all that I want to say about that. Like alcohol does take up a lot of calories. So if you're drinking or even like when it comes to smoking, like that does have calories. Like you are intaking calories. So you just want to be careful because you're damaging your body with the things you're putting in it and like they're harmful for you. So really take care of yourself and pay attention to that. Also be careful to remember to eat meals because like, although that has to do with like gaining weight when it comes to like not eating meals, like you can tend to like snack throughout the day Like, I snack throughout the day a lot. Like, I snack throughout the day, and I don't always take in as much protein as I should. But, like, for some people, it works to have smaller meals. At school, it's usually built in that you're going to have three big meals a day, but that doesn't work for everyone. So make sure that you're prepared with, like, snacks and things like that to have in between classes or, you know, whenever you're going to have them. But, like, you have to remember to eat your meals because sometimes I would, like, partially forget, partially would, like, make myself forget Um, and then I would like snack throughout the night on like crackers and fruit snacks and whatever, like make healthier choices, I guess. Don't buy a bunch of like crappy, like junk food snacks to have in your room because you're going to eat them. So you might as well grab things that are actually going to be beneficial. And if you have a fridge, like it's a small fridge, but like take care of it and put good things in it. Like my roommate and I, we had to clean out our fridge like once in a while, just because like, it's just nicer to kind of like clean things out and feel better about things. And like, it's kind of also hard because when it comes with meal swipes, if you, if your school has meal swipes, going back to, like, gaining weight, meal swipes give you unlimited access to the dining hall food. Like, you swipe your card once, and you can get as many meals as you want as long as you don't leave the room. And that can be kind of dangerous because it's like, ooh, I'm going to have a pizza. And then you're like, okay, I'm all done. And then you're like, ooh, but then there's pasta or there's chicken or there's, like, a grilled cheese or a like cheeseburger or whatever. Oh, and I forgot about dessert, which has ice cream and brownies and cookies. Like they are really trying to fatten you up in there. Like be careful about that. And stress also will slow down your metabolism and help, not help, but it'll like make you gain weight if you have a lot of stress. And then like stress also makes it so that you might not be eating a lot of food. So like then when your metabolism slows down and you're not eating a lot of food, you're still like, there's still a chance you could gain weight. And there's a lot of like scientific things that back this up. So like, if you want to go ahead and look those things up when it comes to like stress and eating, like do a little bit more research on it and then make sure you know, like how to decrease your stress, which is a million other episodes. Like I have so many episodes about stress and I'll probably make more about stress. So just stay on the lookout for those. But like, Weight gain and weight loss is something that's going to happen in college. So basically the reality check that I have for you is to realize that your weight is going to fluctuate and don't depend on your scale. I've had a lot of talks with friends about this recently and like scales are not, they're not healthy anyway, but like don't depend on a scale. And most people don't have scales in their college dorm anyway. And if you do, I recommend you get rid of it. But like you're going to lose weight. You're probably going to gain weight. It's going to fluctuate. So like whatever weight you are now, you're not going to be by the end of the school year. Like, you're going to get stronger or you're going to, like, lose muscle or you're going to, like, lose fat or you're going to gain fat. Like, it's just a part of life. Like, I know that I first came into school and within the first, like, month, I did, like, gain weight. Like, that was just, like, it was just because you're, like, adapting to the new dining hall food and they use, like, different oils in their food that you would use at home. And so, like, there's a lot of things in the food 
that can like mess up your immune system. I guess your immune system, yeah. And like your digestive system. So definitely be careful. Like I know <laughs> a little bit of TMI for everyone listening, but I know my first few, it went on for a really long time actually. And I learned, I kept it quiet. I haven't told you what it is yet. But basically, like I was eating the dining hall food and it was messing with my stomach bad. And so when I went to the bathroom, I'll let you think about what happened from there. Like it was so bad and it sucked. And like my stomach hurt all the time and it was horrible. And eventually, like after like two or three weeks of this, like constantly happening, I finally said something to my roommate and she was like, oh my God, I've been dealing with the exact same thing. And we were like, oh my God, thank God. It's like, not just like me. And then I talked to some of my other friends and there were a few that were like, oh, I have no idea what you're talking about. But there were a lot more that were like, yeah, this is happening to me too. I wasn't going to say anything. So like, just know that when you're adjusting to dining hall food, it's normal for your stomach to have a little bit of digestive issues. So make sure you have like Tums on hand for sure. I also just discovered that there's like these like chewy Tums that aren't like the chalky ones that I've been eating for the last however many years. Like they probably have more sugar in them, but they taste so much better than the chalky ones. So if you ever need anything check those out, I guess. A <laughs> little bit of like a drop for you. But that's kind of all I have on like weight gain and weight loss. If you want to hear more about that, feel free to like, let me know. But that's kind of my little rant on that. Now, our next topic has to do with being independent. And I have established independence, which the first week is really hard. Like I am in charge of everything, which is really stressful. Like I had to clean the room, like a deep clean every once in a while. I needed to buy my own food. I had to keep track of my own schedule. Like no one reminds me that I have class or that I have work. Like I am fully on my own because like at home, there was even just a little bit of like a mom or dad being like, oh, hey, are you working today? Or what's your work schedule this week? Or what do you have going on tonight? Like I got used to having someone like kind of keep me in check and I didn't have that in school and it was like uh like uh uh-oh and so now like being at school I feel a lot more independent now though like I feel so much more in charge of my own life because now I come home from things and this is so weird because a lot of people I know still like over the summers and stuff they'll ask their parents like oh hey mom and dad can I go do this can I hang out with this friend and it's just funny because I come home And it's the same thing with my sister, and she's not even in college yet. But I'll just be like, hey, I'm going to this person's house. I'll see you later. Or, like, I'm going over here. I'll probably be back in a few days or something. And they're just like, okay, see ya. Like, (laughs) they'll keep tabs on me, of course. But, like, I don't know. Like, they don't really, like, I don't have to ask them for permission anymore because it's like I am am my own independent person. Like, I'm living at the house, but I'm living at the house because it's cheaper than buying myself an apartment. Like, I'm under your roof, but, like, I get to still live my own rules. Like, I get to still be independent. And I think that that's, like, really nice and really powerful. And I'm really grateful that my parents do that for me because not everyone gets that. Not everyone does that. And my parents started doing that with me probably by the time I was, like, a junior or senior, like, where my sister's at now. But, like, now that I'm in college, it's especially right because, because like, when I first originally planned the trip that we went to Texas, like, in May, I literally told my parents, like, a day or two before, hey, I'm going to Texas this weekend. And they're like, what? I was like, yeah, like, I'll see you guys later. (laughs) And then I went to Texas, like, I, and they're just like, okay, like, bye. (laughs) And, like, I'll keep them updated, and I'll text, like, I'll text them and whatever. But, like, I am my own independent person, and it's so, so nice. Like, I 
I feel like people aren't going to get the same like experience as everyone else, but I'm just like so grateful for the experience that I have because like, I don't have to like, I don't know, justify what I'm doing to anyone. Like I can just like plan my day. I don't have to tell anyone. Like, it's just nice. Although I have been listening to a lot of crime junkie recently. And if you don't know what that is, it's basically this like freaking amazing podcast that Dee and I listened to while we were on our trip. And I am obsessed with it. Like, I just listened to an episode about these missing twins and, oh, it's just so good. So definitely if you need like a Criminal Minds podcast type of thing, go look up Crime Junkie. Um, It's just amazing. I just love it. But it's really been like throwing off my independence thing because I'm like, yeah, I'm independent. I do whatever I want. I don't tell anyone what I'm doing. But then on Crime Junkie, they're like, this girl didn't tell anyone what she was doing and now she's dead. And I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) like or like she's missing or like whatever and so I'm like okay I definitely need to like update my family more often or like text them more because like I just don't like I just have gotten so used to being able to like do my own thing that I don't bother texting but now I'm like okay I actually should probably text them to let them know like I got to Denver I got to Texas I got to Utah like just to tell them where I am so when they're like when was she last seen like I'm just like scared that I'm gonna go missing one of these days (laughs) It's so bad. Like the last night that we were in, this is off track, but the last night that we were in um, Denver, we were like laying, like Dee and I, my partner, we were laying in bed and we were like about to go to sleep and the lights were all off and it was pitch black. And all of a sudden this giant like thump happens and my backpack fell on the floor and it, my backpack was on like a steady chair and I like turn on the flashlight and I'm looking at my backpack and then I look back at my partner and I'm like, oh my God, I can't go to sleep tonight. Like I am like so paranoid now, but independence, back to what I was saying, independence is important and establishing, establishing, wow, independence is also important. And I just, it's, it's a challenge. It's definitely a challenge. I personally use Google Calendar and I personally use Google Calendar and I love it. Like, my partner and I, like, share Google Calendar, so I can, like, click on theirs, and I can see, like, what they're doing for the day, and they can click on mine and the same thing, and, like, it's just nice to have my classes on there and, like, what I'm doing for the day, and it shows me, like, what I have planned, and I don't know. I'm very, I'm very excited for the school year because, like, my schedule this year is just so much better than what it was before, so I'm excited, and I've applied to a few jobs, so hopefully I get those jobs, so if these people that are hiring me are listening, please hire me. (laughs) So very excited for that. Super excited to be able to like, I don't know, learn more about independence. And I also get to live in my sorority house this year. So I guess I'll be a little bit less independent because we all live together. So that's exciting. (laughs) But yeah, independence is like a really important thing for everyone. I feel like, like you kind of have to figure out what your independence is and like what that means for you. And it's different for everyone. So yeah. I love independence. I love being independent. I love being my own person and being in charge of everything I like do. Like I love being organized. So the next big thing that we have is sleep. Getting sleep is so, so, so important. And sometimes in the dorms, people are really loud. And like my roommate and I originally went to bed between like 9.30 to like 11 at night. And like It just helps to have a schedule because then we aren't tired the next day. As the school year went on, my roommate started sleeping a lot later than I did. So, and like she would sleep in later than I would. So not that it's like a bad thing, I guess, but it's nice to have someone when you are on the same sleep schedule. So like 
definitely work with your roommate on that. Try to figure out like the best compromise to try to like sleep around the same times just so you aren't like hurting the other one's sleep schedule. And like, I don't know. I still, I stayed my same sleep schedule throughout the school year. I tried to stay up a little bit later because it helped me sleep more like throughout the night and I wasn't waking up as much, but it's different for everyone. Everyone needs different amounts. Like we sleep in 90 minute sleep cycles. So I plan around that. So usually I'll go to bed around 10 to be asleep by 1030. So that like starts my schedule. And then I wake up at eight. And then like lately I've been trying to like stay up a little bit later just to help me sleep longer and throughout the night. So finding whatever works for you is definitely key. Usually I'll try to get like around nine hours of sleep. So I'll plan like an extra half hour before that. So like knowing that, I guess the reason that I do this is so that I stay in the 90 minute increments because then I wake up at the end of the last 90 minute increment. So then I wake up feeling more refreshed because if you wake up, say like 45 minutes into your sleep schedule, that's when you're in your deepest sleep. And then it's impossible to get up in the morning. And I don't know if everyone knows about this. So I'm definitely going to make an episode in the future about like all about specifically sleeping. Because I feel like it's not talked about enough. I feel like people don't know enough about sleeping and how it really does affect your schedule. Like sleep and stress and all these things go hand in hand with each other. And if one of them is off, it kind of just like pulls the rope on everyone else. Like it's really hard and you kind of have to pick up the slack. And it's hard to get into a schedule. And so... Something to remember is that it takes at least 18 days to make a habit. And I think there's like an actual quote out there about that. But I looked it up and it's between like 18 to like 200 days to like make a habit and make it stick. So like starting with those 18 days of getting that habit down of whenever you're going to go to sleep. um, Sometimes it comes with an adjustment. So if you're used to going to bed at 2 a.m. every night and waking up at like 11 but you want to have the goal of waking up by 8 a.m then like you want to figure out how many hours of sleep you want and then you want to slowly work back from that because like if you're used to going to bed at 2 a.m every night and waking up at 11 a.m you're not going to immediately be able to wake up at 8 a.m and feel refreshed like you kind of have to work backwards so if you have like your school schedule and you know like okay I have to wake up at 7 every morning or 8 every morning or whatever and I'm used to waking up at 10 or 11, I have to slowly start getting back down to that. So start going to bed maybe at like 1 a.m. and then wake up at 10 and do that for like two or three nights. And then go down to 12 and then go down to 11 and then go down to 10 or like whenever you decide that you want to like actually go to sleep. And that'll kind of help you slowly start getting into that schedule of like adjusting your sleep. But if you immediately go backwards to like, I'm going to bed at 10 every night, even though I'm used to going to bed at 2 it's not going to work because your body's still going to be awake and up. You have to like slowly start going backwards. You also have to be comfortable with like sitting with your thoughts or sitting in bed, not tired because when you are trying to adjust to this, it's not easy and it takes a little bit of time for your body to adjust. So being patient and being like, oh, I've tried the last like three or four nights to try to go to bed early, but like my body just won't, like my mind won't turn off. My body won't turn off. Okay. So you have to try some new things. So what are some things that you could try? So like, for example, you could try like not eating before you go to bed. You could try having some sleepy time tea. You could try having some music or an audiobook or a podcast playing. Like there there are a lot of different things that you can try that will kind of like help you out. So I definitely recommend trying that and just trying like a few little things, looking it up online. I'll definitely make an episode about this soon though, because sleeping is so important to me that I feel like I just needed to, like, whoa, what words, that was hard, 
Um, <laughs> um, I just want to dedicate an entire episode to sleeping because I feel like sleeping doesn't get talked about enough. And it's something that like literally if you get a bad night of sleep, you're going to have a bad day. Like that just like happens. So stay tuned for more about sleep in the future. <laughs> Another thing that I feel like isn't addressed enough is talking about that like homesickness is so real. Like, when I decided to go to college in town to stay close to home, it doesn't even feel like I'm that close to home. Like, I think it definitely helps me mentally to know, like, I can go home whenever I want to. But, like, it is my home away from home. Like, to be on campus. Being on campus 24-7, like, I never really have to leave. But since I live so close, like, I, if I'm sad, my mom can drive over and give me a hug, which is a huge perk of being close to home. And, like, I miss home, but it doesn't really hit hard enough for me unless I'm like with my family and I have to leave like giving my mom long hugs brings me to tears even though like I'm so close to home and when I miss them they're three feet away from me like it's just so strange because like at home I am used to being like right down the hall from my sister or from my parents and now I'm like across town and like I don't know I feel like some people kind of invalidate that where they're like oh you live in your town where you go to school like you're fine And it's like, yeah, but, like, I'm still being independent. I'm still, you know, doing my own thing. It's it's still just, like, a little bit weird, especially now that, like, like my sister, we were attached at the hip, 1,000%. And now she's going to be a junior in high school. And that blows my mind. Like, it's so weird. And I can't be there for her while she's in high school. And, like, that sucks. Like, it sucks that FaceTime just isn't enough for, like, being in those moments. And, like, I don't know. It's, it's just hard being away from home in general. And as you go, it gets easier. So, like, now I'm, like, pretty good with being away from home. Like, I'm, like, I've been gone basically the whole summer. So, obviously, I've been okay with it. And part of it for me, my story was a little bit different. Because, like, for me, my sister took over my room right before I left for school. So, I don't really have an attachment to home anymore like I did physically. Like, the actual house itself. Because, like, my sister took my room and my room was my safe place. And now I'm in, like, a new room that, like... I don't know, when you move rooms, the vibes are off. Like, you kind of have to cleanse the air type of thing. Like, it just isn't the same as being in your actual, like, childhood room. And now, like, seeing that my sister's in there and, like, having completely changed it, it's just like, wow. (laughs) Like, I miss my room. And as much as I, like, am good with my room now, it's like, meh. Like, I've had better, I guess. Like, I, so it's weird now coming home because I don't really have a physical attachment to being at home. I just, like, will miss the people. And... It really does change for everyone. Like, homesickness is another thing where it's, like, this... All of these things deserve their own episode because they're not talked about enough. But homesickness is hard. You're not alone in that. Like, figure out what works works best for you and your family, when you're going to see them, how you're going to see them, if you want to see them. Some people are really glad to be away from their family. But, yeah, I would just definitely recommend figuring out what system works for you on that. Mental health is also, like, a really, really hard thing to face with students, and I know that, like, research shows that college students definitely face heightened levels of anxiety and depression, and freshmen often suffer from this the most, and part of that is because you're adjusting to a new environment, and it's hard. Like, I was just in that position, especially not having a routine at first sucked, and even now, every day is different. Like, my class schedule is so different. And on top of that, for me personally, like every day is busy and it's always a new kind of busy. Like my experience, I have an 8 a.m. class, not now, but I did. I had an 8 a.m. class, what, like three days a week? 
Um, then right after that, I think I had like a 9 a.m. and then an 11. And then I was like lifting for an hour and then I like worked until 3. Notice I didn't mention lunch. <laughs> and then after that, like I had class from 3 to 4. Um, then I had like tennis or track from 4 to 6. And then the rest of the night I spent doing homework. And like, does that sound like a lot? Because like it is. <laughs> it's really difficult. It's super duper hard. And like, I don't know, that was just like one day for you. Then like the other days during the week, I had like a class at 10 and then I had a class at like three and then another class at four, but then I also had practice and then I'd have to come late and like all the things. It's just like so difficult. And your mental health really gets thrown off when you don't have a routine. And so setting a routine is definitely really important. And that comes with like setting boundaries for yourself. Like this whole episode kind of like hints in the boundary part of things. Like you have to set boundaries of the things you're going to do when you're going to be busy. I would recommend getting a job your freshman year, but definitely getting like an easier job or a job that has more flexible hours. Um, just because you don't want to work a whole bunch, but you definitely want to like work to make some money because you're going to want to spend the money and you're going to need money to spend. So, so definitely just do that. And like the next topic that I even have for you guys is like talking about balance and really just like figuring out the best way to balance between school and sports, social life and everything in between. Like I love keeping my schedule and like my, like putting in times for things and like, plus taking time for yourself is important. Like even if that means that on your schedule, you physically have to put in me time or time for myself or time that I'm going to read. Like that doesn't count as like homework time. That specifically is like time for you to just sit with yourself, whether that's journaling, doing some sort of self-care thing, like doing that at least like once every day, if not every other day, find that balance, find those things that you need to do that are going to help benefit you. That's all I got on that note. <laughs> um, but I really want to thank you guys so much for listening today, kind of like sticking with me through the whole thing. Um, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Make sure you're following the Instagram at HDHD podcast. If you haven't already remember to share this because the best way to get these things out are to share them. Remember that you did the best you could today and that's all you can ask of yourself. You matter. And I will see you next time. Thank you. Bye guys. (laughs)